The e-commerce field podcast is sponsored by Shopify, the platform I'm currently in the process of migrating to. Why the move away from Magento, which I've used for years? Well, Shopify has an enormous ecosystem of developers and apps, and their template framework is really well architected. Plus, of course, they're a hosted service so I can focus on my business instead of spending hours playing system admin and troubleshooting server problems. So if you're looking for a highly customizable solution you don't need a programmer to manage, check them out at shopify.com. Welcome to the E-Commerce Fuel Podcast, your headquarters for building a six-figure-plus e-commerce business. I'm your host, e-commerce entrepreneur and Jeff Bezos wannabe, Andrew Derry. Hey guys, it's Andrew here and welcome to the E-Commerce Fuel Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I'm flying solo by myself today and really excited about this show just because it's been one I've been looking forward to for, man, probably the better part of six months now. As uh, hopefully many of you will remember, maybe two, three months ago, let you know about the redesign we were doing to my website, Right Channel Radios, our e-commerce store. Uh, a complete redesign, a complete migration, changing platforms. And we were doing it for a bunch of different reasons. I mean, we were redesigning due to mobile. Our mobile site was terrible. It was awful. We really wanted to, to kind of revamp the brand for the store, add some personality to it, niche down the site. Uh, we had identified some usability problems that we wanted to fix. And in terms of a platform stability, we, uh, we wanted to move from Magento, which we were not madly in love with, to say the least, over to Shopify. So, you know, we kind of invested $50,000 all in, in terms of the development costs, about 30 of that was development costs, uh, programming, web design, things like that. And about 20,000 of that was our, our cost for our team, payroll, you know, the time we were investing in it, et cetera. So, and, and our goal was we were hoping we were shooting for a 50% increase in conversion, which I, which I think was a little bit on the aggressive side, but it's what I've seen in past redesigns and it's what, uh, kind of what our goal was. So that's, that's kind of to get you up to speed where we were coming from. And if you want to see the, the real nitty gritty, we've got uh, the two posts that kind of lead up to this episode. The first one that kind of cues up why we were doing, why I, you know, I decided to do the redesign. And then also kind of some things you should be thinking about when you do migrate websites. We'll link up to both of those in the show notes. And for this episode, talking about really what we did and the results of it, there's also going to be a corresponding blog post. You can check that out at ecommercefuel.com forward slash relaunch. It'll have a lot of uh, visuals that I probably won't be able to communicate in the podcast here. So if you're interested, check that out. And you can also, of course, happy to answer any questions about it as well. So quick disclaimer at the top, uh, we did move over to Shopify. As I'll talk about in a couple of minutes, something I've been really happy with so far. They are a sponsor of the podcast. And just to, again, refresh memories, once we decided to migrate to them in late summer, early fall of last year, I approached them about a sponsorship because I loved what they're doing over there. And it was a, you know, it's a platform I believe in. So, but they are a sponsor of the podcast, just to be very clear up front <laughs> in terms of uh, everything I'll talk about. So let's, let's dive knee deep here. First, I want to talk about mobile. So mobile was probably the number one reason, uh, if not number one, uh, one of the top two at least reasons for the redesigner. Old mobile site was horrendous, terrible. We didn't have one. It was just really phones and tablets trying to, you know, rendering the site, the desktop site that we had. And I, man, I don't have the numbers right here in front of me, but I think our mobile conversion rate was, oh, maybe a fifth 
of our desktop conversion rate. You're usually not going to see mobile and desktop parity conversion rates, but it wasn't even in the ballpark. It was terrible. <laughs> so, so with the new site, we, we really focused hard on implementing a new mobile site design. And it's a responsive site. You can do responsive or mobile specific. And we went with responsive just to be able to make it a little cleaner in terms of maintaining a single code base. So, so we saw, I'll give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a spoiler here the, the full results will be a little bit later, but in terms of an increase in conversion rate, we saw a 110% increase in conversion just on pure mobile. So in terms of people shopping from a phone, 110% increase, so more than a doubling of orders coming from, from mobile. And we saw a 24% increase on tablets. So things like iPad and things like that. So enormous difference on that front. It was awesome. I think that the work that Carson and his team did, which we'll get into a little bit in terms of really crafting a great mobile site helped a lot. I also was really impressed with Shopify's mobile checkout about, oh, maybe, you know, halfway through our process, they rolled out their mobile checkout. And it's, it's really impressive. It's optimized for responsive. Uh, it's really clean and, and straightforward and simple. It's got auto detects so or auto detects what state people are in. It doesn't ask people to um, doesn't ask people to, to create an account like right at the top of the checkout. It only you know asks them to create an account after the fact if they want to. Really cool. So and I don't have any hard data to be able to say hey this is what our you know in terms of what it did. But uh, going through it just you know kind of qualitatively was pretty excited. They rolled that out halfway through and I and I think that's helped with the mobile front as well. So that's the mobile front. Branding and personality is another big uh, element of the redesign. Our old site was really dated. You know, it's kind of had this black and white and orange kind of Halloween feel to it. <laughs> you know, we weren't super specific about who we were selling to. And we just needed a brand remake, in my opinion. And so, um, again, you can't see the picture here, but we came up with a completely much more modern homepage, a much more streamlined logo that looked a lot more professional. Um, spent about $1,000 on the logo. We just had uh, Carson and his team over at Shopify Custom kind of do the logo work as well. And wasn't quite sure how that would work out because, uh, you know, they're a web development team and they do a great job of that. But it was actually really really surprised with uh, the results. It was almost exactly what I was hoping for. We went through an iteration or two and then, um, and then settled on a final. And having gone through working with like 99 designs where you write a design brief and you get a bunch that come back, this was a much less painful process for uh, you know, a similar price. I was impressed. I don't know if that's going to be the case with all web designers, but I was really happy with how it worked out in this situation. We also tried to make the brand a lot more personal. So we had an old About Us video on the website of myself and Pat Haggerty, who's, who's kind of the sales and operations manager here. And it was really, really boring. I mean, we were on the site, but it wasn't on the homepage. It was myself and him in a couple flannel shirts, which we've gotten lots of crap for. <laughs> a boring thumbnail of him and I looking into the camera. And it just, you know, it, it, I don't know if it resonated with people. We didn't get any terrible feedback from it, but we did get it when we were doing some user testing at one point. A guy came through and he's like, I, who are these guys in flannel? Like, I, this doesn't make me want to click. And I'm not interested in these two, these two guys. I'm interested in uh, really rallying, you know, my truck and some off-road trails and, and getting a CB in my vehicle that can help me do that. So we invested a lot in a new video, a new About Us video. Uh, we were really fortunate to, to have somebody in town who also was kind of in the off-road market and the videographer market. And so put together an incredible About Us video with sweeping action shots from like a quadcopter and Jeeps in the background. It was much shorter. And, and punchier and our thumbnail was 
of a picture of a, of a, a vehicle going through like an off-road scene versus two dudes, <laughs> two of us. That's gotten, I think, in terms of play rate and just better brand presentation, I think it's, it's helped out a lot. We put that right on the homepage as well. Um, but not just on the personal front. We, we made the copy really, we tried to make the copy much more fun and interesting. So for example, with the, uh, with the confirmation email, I, mean, I feel a little bit silly reading this, but I'm going to read it anyway, because there's no other way to do it. So our confirmation email sounds like this. It says, all was quiet today until the right channel warehouse intercom crackled to life. Listen up people. We've got a new order for Mike from Chicago, but no one could hear the rest of the announcement over the thunderous roar of applause. Champagne bottles were popped. Tears of joy were shed. Don't Stop Believing rang from every speaker, and even Alan, our peak packer, smiled. And Alan never smiles. Simply put, your order caused pandemonium, and everyone is thrilled you're now a customer. Thank you. And it goes on a little bit, but, but that's the tone of our confirmation email. Kind of a, some copywriting from, from Laura, uh, who's the community manager for, for e-commerce fuel and getting, getting pulled into the e-commerce operations side of things. She helped us with tons of the copy for the new site. And we just wanted it to be, we wanted the whole experience to be more enjoyable. A lot of our product copy is really cheeky. Uh, our shipping confirmation uh, email has, has a similar kind of tone. It's kind of funny and and a little bit uh, non-traditional. And, and I really believe that in the next couple of years, stores that, that, that make the shopping experience fun and interesting are going, uh, are going to win. It's going to be something that is, it's kind of a differentiating factor right now, but I think it's going to become much more, more expected as, as just competition increases. So we've heard really good feedback from people that in terms of people really liking the copy and liking the, those confirmation emails. And I can't remember if I mentioned this yet, but we did, and we kind of got the inspiration from the order confirmation email from CD baby. I think Derek Severs put that together and that uh, was the inspiration for us doing, doing that. So finally, we also showed off, uh, we kind of have a lot of testimonials on our homepage now. They're all live streaming from Trustpilot. So anytime somebody enters in a testimonial uh, without us reviewing it, it goes live on the site. So you know, you go on now and you'll see oh, probably half a dozen testimonials from this last week. And I think that helps, uh, especially when they're so fresh and recent, uh, is going to add a lot of value and trust. So, and then finally, we really focused in terms of our brand on niching down. We specifically in the past have 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 been a, a company that, that focused on radio equipment for vehicles. And, and, and we realized that we really don't do it just for all vehicles. We, we tend to really focus on, and what we know best is heavy duty vehicles, you know, trucks, construction equipment, Jeeps, things like that. And so in the whole brand, from the logo to the language, to the copy on the, on the homepage, the copy on the homepage reads, are you looking for a radio for your Prius? Hey, sorry, you're not in the right place. Go somewhere else is basically what it says. <laughs> so being very specific about who we are, and aren't for. Uh, usability, kind of jumping from the branding to the usability front. Some of the things that we did on the usability front in our testing, we realized a lot of people would land on our homepage and would immediately start looking for a vehicle selection uh, drop down so they could enter their vehicle and get uh, recommendations for what was compatible with them. And we didn't have that at all. And it was really, it's one of the, the things that we noticed most. And so uh, based on the feedback that we got, we, we went ahead and just implemented a vehicle wizard. So you can, people can select their make and model vehicle and it recommends products and was definitely a little tricky to implement. We were able to do it with Shopify, which was really cool, especially given that they're a hosted solution that we had the flexibility to do that. Um, but that was uh, something we spent a ton of time on with this redesign. Our category pages, we tried to make them much cleaner and, and uh, simpler. Our old ones had tons and tons of copy. 
really small text and copy. And on our new category pages, we have a bullet under each item. So just a one, one sentence bullet to, to give people a sense of what the product's about, to make it easy to scan and click through. On our product pages, same kind of thing. We try to make them easier to digest and more visual. So we have bigger print because the people who read our, you know, our demographic, we probably have our, you know, people 30 males, 35 to, you know, early 60s is our primary demographic. And man, even, and you know, I'm 32 and I was having a hard time seeing some of the print <laughs> on our website. So, so, so we uh, really increased, uh, made the print really super easy to read. We focused on uh, having a combination of easily scannable bullets versus just t- huge blocks of text to make it easy for people who really wanted to get a, a gist of what a product was about quickly, uh, allowing them to do that. We focused on video a lot too. We spent the last year um, probably putting together videos of our top 50 or 60 products. And those are displayed front and center. When you land on a product page now, you see that video right you know right in the uh, the primary image slot. So you don't see a picture of the product immediately. You see a big uh, a thumbnail for a video that you can play. And then if you pick other pictures, they will replace that video. But we really prioritized putting the, the videos front and center. And again, no hard data on this that I've compiled, but just looking at our Wistia play stream, people are, and people are watching these videos quite a bit and they're engaged. It's not like they watch for, we tried to make them short, keep them short and punchy, usually, you know, 60 to 120 seconds, but people are watching a lot of time all the way through, which is, which is very cool. Uh, we also got a custom geo-detecting shipping calculator. So, uh, you know, one of the big things, issues people have is, you know, what happens, when, when am I going to get my stuff and how much is it going to cost? And so on the shopping cart page for our website, when you land there, there's a really cool coding trick that Carson and his team did. It looks at your IP address and figures out where you are and automatically displays that on the shopping cart page. So it'll say, for myself, for example, I come on and it'll say, shipping rates to Montana. Automatically knows who I am. And then it gives all the available rates, but it also gives when it will ship and when it will arrive. So not just five-day shipping, not just three-day shipping, but it will say, hey, if you order in the next you know, 15 minutes, you'll receive this by March, you know, March 15th, uh, whatever it is. And it's something, you know, totally 100% stole that from Amazon. But having a very tangible delivery date for people, I know it helps me when I'm getting ready to buy something. It's something we wanted, we wanted to put in there. So those are some of the high-level usability changes that we made. Let's let's move on and talk about uh, platform. So quick recap, we came from Magento, and as I've mentioned in the past, it was really hard to customize, really hard to update, hard to upgrade and maintain. And one of the, another one of the big reasons we wanted to make this change was because I got tired of being a system admin. I got tired of dealing with server issues or, or having to worry about the code breaking or not having my non-technical team members be able to make upgrades. And so, so moving over to Shopify was, uh, you know, that was the big impetus for us was, was being able to run the business without having to have all these technical concerns. And, and so far it's, I mean, we picked Shopify to reach out to, to partner with because I liked their platform initially and and I haven't been disappointed. It's been, uh, it's been fantastic. When we moved over with Magento, uh, you know, we had a lot of SOPs for doing things like refunding orders and, and doing a lot of the the day-to-day 
uh, kind of tasks associated with running a business, Shopify's admin is super clean and really just intuitive. And for our VA team member who does a lot of the order routing, who does a lot of like things with refunding orders or changing orders, things like that, we haven't even had to put together a list of SOPs yet in terms of how to do that, you know, what needs to be done. It's just very, very intuitive. I love the the plugin structure for for Shopify. I mean, with Magento, it was a little bit scary every time we installed a plugin. Would it work? Would it, would it break something? I couldn't have non-technical team members do that, which meant I usually ended up doing it. Uh, with Shopify, it's incredibly easy. We just, you know, go go into the app store, load something up, a couple clicks, and it's up and running, good to go. And it's we haven't had any any issues with, with stability or things breaking at all. So, I mean, for example, we had uh, Bitcoin. We accept Bitcoin on the new website, which I think is awesome. <laughs> and we just installed a Shopify app to allow us to do that in five, 10 minutes tops. We received our first Bitcoin order, uh, you know, last month and it just, it just worked. It was great. I can't see it being nearly that simple with, with Magento. Um, just, you know, the couple other things like stuff like advanced e-commerce analytics is built in. Their support has been really fantastic when we've needed to call on the phone and get something fixed. It's been really timely. Overall, super happy with, and I expect it to be, but just it's, it's been really smooth. It's been, uh, it's been a great experience. I think a, an email came across from, from Rackspace uh, this, this last week telling me Rackspace is who we used to host with and saying like, hey, there's, all these, there's a couple server issues we need to deal with. Let's schedule some time. We can update it or we can reboot it for you. And is this going to be a problem? And it was great. I didn't even have to worry about it. <laughs> it wasn't a problem because I'm not running the servers anymore. And finally, I think this is more on the technical side, but some of the cool things we were able to do in terms of the geodetecting shipping calculator uh, that Carson built, the vehicle wizard, things like that usually I don't think are you know, especially since we were custom building them, you're usually not able to do cool stuff like that on a hosted platform. Or if, if you are, it's much more difficult than if you have access to the code base. But, you know, in terms of Shopify, their, their API, their great API and their great framework allowed us to be able to do some really cool customized things while still not having to host the code, which to me was, was a huge win. So, so really happy with, with the move to Shopify on that front. So let's talk results. What happened as, uh, you know, I already gave you a little bit of a hint on the mobile side, but overall, here's how, here's how things looked. So bottom line, we saw an increase in conversion of 41%. And so like I mentioned, you know, 110% uh, increase on the, the pure mobile side, on the phone side, 24% increase on tablet. Desktop conversion rates increased by 25%. And, and given that 50% of our traffic plus more than more than half of our traffic comes from mobile and tablet. This was enormous, you know. So it was, you know, a forty-one percent increase is <laughs> is something to be pretty pretty happy about. I was I was thrilled, and so we were gunning, you know, we were gunning for that fifty percent, which is a little bit aggressive, and we didn't didn't quite hit it. But uh, it's hard to be disappointed with the forty-one percent that we've seen so far. So in terms of hiccups, I mean, it's all been good so far, but no big project like this ever comes without having a couple row bumps along the way. So the first one is our average order size is down about 4% compared to our average order size for last year. So it's hard. this is a little bit tricky because it's hard to tell after a single month. We get uh, a decent number of fairly large orders that come in fairly infrequently, and so that can really skew uh, the average order size for a month way up or way down. And so we'll have to see. It'll, I think this will become a lot clearer two to three or four months down the road, but we did see a little bit of a dip, and that's something that we, we might need to look into. Our add-to-cart interface on our 
product pages is a little non-traditional. It'll be hard to describe on the podcast, but we might want to tweak that, see if some change to that uh, could help maybe bring that that up a little bit. So that's a little, little bit of a bummer, but uh, could potentially uh, be something that's just just some noise in, in, in the data. Uh, mar- migrating our order history from Magento to Shopify. We've traditionally used a service called uh, Shopping Cart Migration or Cart to Cart. And overall, they've been pretty good with them. I've, I've used them for two previous migrations. But, but this was the first time I, I was kind of disappointed in, in the results of, uh, of what happened. So when we transferred our orders over from Magento to Shopify, the order history was, was successfully transferred over in the customer name. But the dates for the orders were all saved as the date of the import. So all the imported stuff was, I think it was like January 9th or something, we imported them all, and it, that's when everyone's orders are now. And so that's pretty frustrating. Also, cart to cart didn't indicate to Shopify which users had an account and which users didn't have an account uh, in terms of do people have an account where they log in with and, and actually can see all their stuff. And so it's stuff we had to kind of come up with a roundabout way to be able to tell customers how to create an account and merge their new Shopify account with their order history. And unfortunately, Shopify has a pretty cool system for grouping all orders by email. And so if there's a, somebody creates an account and there's, um, there's like three or four kind of orders that aren't associated with an account but have the same email, it will automatically group those together. So, but it is a little bit frustrating on the on that side, um, given the migration and what was what wasn't quite handled perfectly on the data migration side. We realized in some user testing we did after we launched that some of our kits, some of our, our packages were really overwhelming people with data and with too many options and with too many images. And and so looking at those sometimes it's easy to think through, hey, more is better, more pictures are better, more options are better. And we realized, eh, not necessarily. A lot of our best performing kits were kits that had very few options, uh, if any. Usually, you know, maybe one option, but we have others that have, oh man, three different options with five different possible, you know, uh, options, sub-options in each. And it just, and we thought we just putting tons of pictures up there would be better. Well, nah, it kind of completely overwhelmed our customers. <laughs> so we're going to have to go back and revisit some of those to try to make those a little bit more simple, uh, to simplify them a bit. You know, in terms of cause and effect, you know, one of the big uh, things that's a little tough with uh, an approach like this is we made dozens, if not hundreds of changes. And the net result was a positive outcome, you know, 41% increase in conversion overall. But but we have no way of definitively saying this is what helped here. You know, these are the three most important changes. Hypothetically, you could say that that just having the mobile site could have done all of that. Probably actually, actually not because we saw an increase on the desktop side as well in terms of conversion. But you can't identify what really helped out and what maybe were changes that we invested a lot of time in that, that didn't. And so it's tough because, I mean, we're giving up insights into specifics whys in order to make sweeping changes for the overall good. And it's great. And I'm happy we did it. And I think as a small independent merchant, it's hard not to do that way. But, but it is a downside to this very, you know, very broad sweeping uh, approach as opposed to being a little bit more data driven. So, and then finally, I wanted to share. You know, it's it's easy here a month, uh, a month, a little over a month after, or a month and a half rather after we launched, to be able to confidently say, "Yay! It was a forty-one percent increase in conversion. We can consider this a success." But this was, 
it was not a huge win celebrate on the first day kind of thing. The first week was incredibly emotional for me as, as this redesign rolled out. The first day that we launched great orders and I was super happy. And then the next day they were terrible and I was really you know bummed out. And for the first week or you know maybe week, yeah, for probably the first week, we only were tracking at a 20% improvement, which, I mean, is still nice, but man, was not anywhere close to what we were gunning for. And so um, that definitely came up strongly over time. But, but something just to think about, if you're, if you're thinking about doing this or you've got a big project coming up, you got to give yourself some time to collect the data and to let things pan out a little bit because uh, it's just, I mean... It, Easier said than done, but uh, <laughs> don't get too emotionally wrapped up until uh, you give yourself some time for the results to come in. Because man, it was quite the roller coaster early on. So, so a couple of comments to quickly just on SEO and traffic, which I think are interesting because anytime you move platforms, it's a huge concern. And we weren't able to maintain our URL structure. We uh, our URLs um, just based on the way Shopify names products and categories. They changed from Magento. And overall, I was really happy, like our organic traffic, knock on wood, this could definitely change, but it stayed constant so well. We're about six weeks after launch here. And actually, you know, we're, this is non-significant, but, you know, a percent or so up controlled for seasonality. So normally in the past, I've seen small dips, you know, maybe 10, 15% dip for two to three months. Uh, after a migration, but I haven't seen that this time. I'm not quite sure why, but it's 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 been nice to to not have to you know kind of suffer that short term traffic loss. So we used an app called Traffic Control for Shopify, which I liked a lot. Allowed us to to manage those redirects really uh, really nicely and in bulk, which was cool. And we also started using uh, Yopo. I think that's how it's pronounced for reviews for product reviews, and they also do rich snippet integration. And since we moved over to them, we've seen a lot more of our products appear which rich snippets in the search results. So rich snippets are, instead of just a product listing on the Google's page, you'll see a price, it'll say in stock, it's got the star rating, it'll tell you how many reviews, it stands out a lot more. So so who knows, maybe perhaps we did see a slight decrease in uh, in terms of how well we ranked based on the URL changes, but because of maybe like rich snippets, we've that counterbalanced it because we had an increase in click-through rate. I don't know, but uh, overall... Again, knock on wood, but very thankful that SEO has been really, really constant. So ultimately, you know, am I happy that we made this bet and that we did this? You know, uh, again, it took 50K, it took six months, uh, <laughs> a big commitment. But, but yeah, I, I'm definitely glad that we, we made the investment to do this. You know, the biggest thing is mobile is only going to continue to grow. Uh, you know, we're at 55% plus of our, our traffic from mobile right now. And, and as that just increases, the benefits of this website will what will be even more and more uh, valuable. And hopefully when Apple Pay comes to the web, we'll be ready as well, which would be really nice. So, you know, you, you could also play, you know, you could also very, uh, make a pretty strong argument from the devil's advocate perspective. Well, hey man, you could have just purchased a $200 mobile responsive theme for Magento and tested the results before, you know, diving so deeply into this project. And, and, and yeah, you know, that's, that's a good argument. It's a good point. And I'm sure we would have seen some kind of boost from that. But I don't think we would have seen the brand equity and the reputation uh, boosts that I, I think we'll probably see over the next six months in terms of the, the website that's improved, the brand that's more specific and a little more cheeky and fun. 
we wouldn't have had a chance to re-engineer everything and we would have been on the same old platform. So, you know, granted, yeah, you, you definitely, we could have done that. And uh, maybe it wouldn't have been a bad idea to test out. But looking at where we are now, do I regret doing this? No, not at all. I think our payback period on the investment will be, will be under a year, just based on the increase in earnings. And that's not considering the, uh, the increase to equity in, in terms of the value of the business. So, so definitely happy we made the plunge. Absolutely have to thank a few people for making this possible because there's no way it would have happened uh, if I was just the (laughs) the only guy doing it. Pat on the team here, uh, Laura, Kay, and Sherelle, thank you guys for all your work in terms of creating products, helping me migrate stuff, doing tons of uh, tasks that were fairly mind-numbing at times to migrate data. Really appreciate all your work there. Carson McComas over at Shopify Custom and his, uh, his team with Jacob and Jennifer, you guys did an incredible job on the website. Thank you. I know you poured a ton of time and energy into this and it shows and I'm really proud of uh, the result that, uh, and the website and the brand that you guys, you know, that we ended up coming out with uh, on the other side. Ed Hallen from uh, over at Clavio, his team helped out with a lot of uh, really kind of involved integrations with Clavio's email and Shopify. Thank you, Ricardo, my good buddy here in Bozeman for sitting down with me over a beer and telling me that, uh, hey, grandpa, people actually order on their mobile phones. <laughs> you need to be thinking about this. So Ricardo, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And of course, crew over at Shopify, you guys have, uh, they've been fantastic in terms of support and just uh, helping out with the entire migration. Again, if you want to catch the blog post, which has all of the, the the screenshots, uh, the images, much more visual. You can do that at ecommercefuel.com forward slash relaunch. And I'll also be answering questions over there. So if you got a question, please hit me up over there. I'd love to, love to answer it for you. That's going to do it for this week. But if you're interested in launching your own e-commerce store, download my free 55-page ebook on niche selection and getting started. And if you're a bit more experienced, look into the e-commerce fuel private forum. It's a vetted community for store owners with at least 4,000 in monthly sales or industry professionals with at least a year or more experience in the e-commerce space. You can learn more about both the ebook and the form at ecommercefuel.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again next Friday.